0: welcome business class podcast i'm so stoked that you are here i'm so stoked that i'm here welcome welcome there we go cool so i wanted to come on here and talk about social media strategy and social media reliance um in comparison to content and marketing and really taking control and ownership of your business and your results rather than sort of like letting an algorithm determine how well your business does. So I want to tell you something that happened over this weekend. was it the weekend. I never know what day it is. So this weekend, I got a message like a spam it was like a spam it was someone who was like pretending to be interested in working with me and it was just weird and I kept being like no 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 this is not a good offer for you and then it turned it out that they were like a total scam spam whatever kind of person and I sent this huge long message about threatening to give me a bunch of fake followers unless I paid them so it's super weird, super long message. They were like, "If you don't pay us on Friday, we'll give you three thousand. If you don't pay us by Saturday, we'll give you three more thousand. If you don't pay us by Sunday, we'll give you three more thousand. And it's just so silly. Like, obviously, I'm not gonna pay you. Anyway, block, delete. I didn't even think about it again. I like didn't believe that they would do that or that they could. Anyway, I ended up with like 3,000 fake followers that they just gave me and then they did it again the next day and then I put my account on private so that they would stop. Anyway, whatever. I posted about this and I got a lot of interesting comments of people who are like, oh no, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Oh no, this is so bad. Oh no, this is going to be so bad for your engagement. And I thank you for your sympathy, I really do. Thank you for thinking about me and being worried. But honestly, I don't give a fuck. Uh, It just, there is so much fear around an algorithm. And I was even talking to some people who'd had this happen to them too, and they were super worried. And I'm really not worried. I really don't see a problem. I haven't seen any change in my engagement even though I have all these fake followers now. And I think there is a big, big problem with people trying to please the algorithm and trying to get more reach. And the problem is that it makes people so friggin' lazy in their content, in their marketing, in their messaging, because they just want to go viral. They just want to go viral so that they can get more views. And now, if getting more views translates into sales, that's good. It should be. If you're getting a lot of views and you're not making more sales, you have a big problem in your marketing and in your messaging. So that should go hand in hand a little bit. But you shouldn't need to get a lot of views and get a lot of reach to increase your sales. Like, no way. No way would I ever build or create or scale a business that is dependent on someone else's business. Instagram is a business, you know? I wouldn't build a business that is dependent on an algorithm giving me more reach. That's just a ridiculous waste of time. Another thing that sort of came up with this process of being given fake followers and oh no it's the end of the world kind of thing which is it's not is that hearing from people that this is like so bad and hearing from other people that this is so bad it's gonna be the worst thing ever oh no it's gonna ruin my engagement oh no I have to go private now and my rails were getting such good reach now they're not gonna get more good reach anymore oh no 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 and these were things that I was thinking too when this first happened I was like oh no no worst thing ever but really my business is going to be around a long time. So if this happens and it sets me back like a week, who cares? You know? Who cares if something sets you back a week? If that's why I have to go private if I don't get to reach new people this week because I don't want to be spammed with more followers. Who who cares? When it's one week if your business is impacted by taking one week off or not being public for one week or not reaching new people for one week, like where is your business going? your business should be set for a long term. Like if this is something that you're gonna be doing for a long time, a one week setback shouldn't be a big deal. I even said this to one of my clients the other day when it came to launching. Um, what was the scenario? I forgot what the scenario was. I think her launch just ended just before we started working together and I said to her about launches I said like who cares if your first 10 launches make zero dollars and your next 100 launches make 10 to 50,000 dollars who cares you're still making tens of millions of dollars in the end your first few getting sort of hiccuped or not doing super well or learning how to figure it out. It's all part of that journey and part of that process. So who cares if it doesn't work out now? Who cares if maybe not even your first 10, but maybe you have one of your lawn just sprinkled in there that doesn't really do much for your business. Who cares? There is such a long lifespan to business that people don't see, which is exactly why businesses fail because they think, Oh my gosh one week one setback oh no what's gonna happen and then they don't have this long-term vision right so when you have that long-term vision and something gets hiccuped something happens someone attacks you with fake accounts you don't give a fuck because you're gonna be in business for a long time this is gonna be so silly thinking about it in 20 years oh remember that day I was sent three thousand fake followers who cares who cares when at that time I'm going to have a million followers who are all real accounts, who all want to be there. You know, when we're thinking about this long term vision, it really takes away your problems. It really takes away your problems and what is happening in that moment that feels like the end of the world, right? So when it comes to basing your sales... Basing your business on what a social media platform does for you in terms of giving you reach and that kind of thing You have a big problem big big problem Now what do we do instead? What do we do instead so that we can take control over our sales and? Take control of increasing our sales even without getting more reach. How do we do that? Oh my gosh How do we do that? it really comes down to crafting marketing messages that have specific goals and specific outcomes and tracking what makes the most sales. You know, Instagram isn't going to do this for you. They're going to tell you, oh, this kind of content gets you the most reach, but they're not going to tell you the sales. And I'm not even talking about a carousel or a reel, but like, what's the message? You know, did you use a call to action? Did you not use a call to action? What did the call to action look like? So one thing that I'm going to... um, super encourage you to do, which I did very steadily for six months, is track what content you're sharing, what the messages are, what the details are every single day from stories to posts and tracking what that did in your sales and not just sales, but like how many people signed up for your email list, how many people signed up for your freebie, how many people bought from the link that you shared, how many people did this and that and those and these and really looking at the data. Looking at the data so that you know your audience converts when you share this. Your audience converts when you share that. Your audience gets nurtured. Your audience gets hyped up. Your audience feels connected to you when you share this. You can tell that by your comments and your DMs and that kind of thing. So you can really figure out a custom-based strategy based on how your audience engages, how your audience gets lit up, how your audience buys, so that you can be confident in controlling your sales. This is huge. You don't have to deal with slow sales seasons when you create a strategy that is very thoughtful based on tracking your sales despite, or not despite, but with. Uh, thought of your marketing messages and what you're sharing. And that is key. Now, naturally, if you get more reach, you should be also getting more sales because you'll have more people in your audience. So we love that too. But even looking at what marketing messages do get more reach and not even just reach based on blowing up on the explore page but even just reaching more of your audience that's a big thing that i see a lot of people not quite value as much is just reaching more of people in your audience maybe people who lost interest with your content you know have you ever like been super obsessed with someone's account and then sort of like fell out of touch for a little while and then they started coming up on your page and you're like oh yeah this person even sort of that kind of thing reaching more of the people in your actual audience rather than even going outward, you know? When you've built an audience and you have people in your audience and you have 10,000 people in your audience, maybe your posts are being seen by 5,000 people on the regular, that is where you can be very comfortable just focusing on selling to those people and not needing more reach and not depending on an algorithm, which is really the best when you can do that with your sales and with your marketing now how are we going to do that Cass oh my gosh you've told us all the good things about it now how are we going to do it that was you I was doing her a part of the conversation thanks for asking um you're going to track your sales in our story sales course we have the sales tracker go check it out if it's not available yet because it's going to be available next week that's right it's coming Uh, Our story sales course is coming back and it has our sales tracker in it. So, if it's available now, go check it out. Um, And we have a spot to really track what on your stories gets the most conversion, right? And content, typically, I'd recommend to use it to nurture people, get people excited, support people, um, and identify your ideal clients as well. And then in your stories, is really aware you have the people there and starting to sell to them. So tracking what you shared on stories today and tracking how many people acted on the link that you shared that day, how many people signed up for that email list, how many people bought, how many dollars did it result in? Because I've even noticed some kinds of sales and marketing messages will attract more people to free things or low ticket things. And then different messages will attract people to higher ticket things, maybe paying in full for something, maybe joining a program, maybe um, inquiring to work with you one-to-one. So different marketing messages are very effective as well for different uh, offer levels, which is key, you know? Let me give you an example. Problem awareness content, um, problem awareness marketing message, if you're very much like this is your problem, you need to buy this offer that works well for lower ticket offers because they don't need that much motivation if you're selling something that's like eleven dollars and you're like here's the problem this isn't working for you anymore the solution is in this eleven dollar guide yay it's like just eleven dollars they're gonna be like oh okay i have a problem let's figure this out now if you're selling a high ticket one-to-one container and you're like here's a problem Uh, this isn't working for you anymore pay $10,000 for this thing to fix this do you see how there's a bit of a disconnect there because when you have a bigger offer there's likely more juice to it there's a big problem that's gonna be solved and if they weren't aware of that problem two seconds ago and they just became aware they're not about to spend $10,000 you know it takes more time and more nurturing in that sense And a different marketing message to sell that higher ticket offer so that is something that i learned when we're looking at sales marketing messages in your stories right if you're doing probable awareness it's going to be really effective for something that is low free low ticket that kind of thing uh identifying your ideal client for high ticket offers is huge so that people know oh this is exactly for me because when it comes to those higher ticket offers naturally you're serving less people with it. So clearly identifying who this is for is also super effective to bring in those inquiries. So do you see how important it is to really track what your marketing messages are and how those relate to sales is key. This is also super important when it comes to selling evergreen offers. And a part of this is tracking your sales so that you can control your sales because when you have an evergreen offer, the doors don't close, right? It's just sort of always available. You might launch your evergreen offer when it's brand new and then have it available consistently. But when the doors don't close, you don't have that urgency for people to jump in. Oh, I need to jump in now. Oh, I need to buy this because it's not going to be available anymore. When you don't have that urgency, it's super important to be able to track your messages and know what messages sell so that you can consistently control your sales and speak to people and give them that message that's like, oh, this is exactly for you. This is exactly what you need. And they can see that and know that while consistently nurturing people as well. So when it comes to evergreen offers, let's talk about this a little bit more to sort of preface our quarter, because this is what we're going to be getting into. When it comes to evergreen offers, there are pros and cons to having something available evergreen And having the doors close so that it's not always available, right? So when the doors close, people need to get in before they close, right? So we have that nice time period where you're very consistently selling. You're selling pretty hard. You have a lot of DMs going. People are asking questions. You're getting people in before the doors close. It's all great. And then evergreen offers are a little different, right? Because you launch it. It's exciting. Maybe you do a pre-sale and then the price goes up. And then what I see a lot of the time is one launches their Evergreen offer and then it just kind of stops. We have this offer and it's available and it just sits in their friggin' stay-on store and people talk about it like maybe once a week if we're lucky. And we have this Evergreen offer that's just sort of sitting there. And maybe that's really effective and you know that is really effective and good to have. If you are selling other things, if you're in between launches all the time, but let's say you have a waitlist for your one to one, and you have this evergreen passive course, this is something that you can consistently be selling, so that you can control your sales, create consistent income, and you know make that passive income alongside your other services, right? Maybe you have um, a one to one container that like doesn't last forever let's say maybe you're a brand or web designer and you have uh, these spots that you continually need to fill because people don't stay around with their web designer forever you know that project starts and stops so very consistently selling this one offer without making it boring you know without feeling like oh my gosh I need to sell now like when you're selling every single day you can get super bored of it and then when you don't sell every single day then you don't have clients ready to invest in you when you're ready to work with them right when your project wraps up and you realize oh no i need more people now maybe you're a coach and you have those one-to-one containers that are ending or you have that group program that's ending and you're not sure what's next having something evergreen that can consistently support your audience be always available is super beneficial Another thing to go along with this is that you don't always need to be in this ever launching cycle. We see, I've seen a lot of people be like, I don't like launching. It's stressful. The pressure to have the doors close and have everything, everyone get in before the doors close can be super duper stressful for people that it psychs them out and they almost like self-sabotage in their sales process because they're worried the doors are closing and no one's gonna buy no one's gonna get in so launching that sense can be super super difficult so starting with perhaps evergreen launching your evergreen offer making it available and continually selling that offer is super super effective for ever supporting your audience right ever supporting your audience always having something available and then consistently selling it so in our story selling course, you should definitely go in there and look at how to consistently sell that offer. Um, and we're going to be talking about a bunch of other things this quarter that are going to fill in all of those gaps of your content for evergreen offers of selling multiple evergreen offers at one time, because you know, one offer might be a good fit for someone else. One might be a good fit for someone, another kind of person. Another kind of op person, so that you can really serve multiple people from um, multiple different entry points and repeat customers as well. Because another problem that can really come up with evergreen offers is that you are selling this one thing and one thing, and you're selling it and you're selling it and you're selling it, and then someone takes it, and it's like, oh, good. No, we're done. Thank you. Bye. You know, to really build a product suite even of evergreen offers without all of these launches that can continually support people in different areas, different aspects, so that they can consistently be supported by you is also super effective. So I'm super stoked for this quarter and getting into all of that because evergreen offers uh, were really my jam for quite a while. And I just offered Evergreen offers and it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, Offering one-to-one and a course as well was really valuable to consistently sell, create new sales, attract new people for the course that was lower ticket. And then also having one-to-one where I could also support people at that different level and marketing them at different times so that you can really attract two different audiences to your offer is key, super key for developing a sustainable business that can serve people at different entry points. And all of that can be done without launching, without the stress, right? So I'm super stoked to get into all of that with you guys over the next quarter uh, because it's it's super valuable. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. And thanks for hanging out with me. And again, like I said, we're announcing something super big next week. And what we are announcing is very uh, time-sensitive, very time-sensitive. So, for next week's podcast, that is coming out next week. Tomorrow's October 4th, or the podcast is coming out on October 4th. So, next Wednesday, we are announcing something very big, and there is a time, a time-sensitivity... that for a special offer just for a special discount for our podcast listeners so I will leave you with that and thanks for chatting with me and hanging out and this was so fun I'll talk to you guys next week